Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Denk, currently the parochial vicar at St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Glad to be here with you. It's great to have you here again as, as we continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we've been discussing the commandments, and today we're going to talk about the second commandment, which is, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So uh, question 359 of the UCAT asks, why does God want us to hollow, H-A-L-L-O-W, hollow his name? That is, keep it holy. Yeah, so hollow means holy, to keep holy his name. And I think when we think about this commandment, you know, oftentimes the, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of using God's name in vain is, you know, when you're, when you're doing something and, and you know, and you, you swear and you say, GD this or whatever, you know. Um, and, and certainly we want to reverence and keep God's name as holy. But another um, perspective to that is, you know, vain, it means producing no result or useless. You know, so using God's name in vain and thinking that it's it's going to be worthless. You know, so in some ways that could that could even be the way that we pray. You know, so praying to God in vain and saying, well, I'm just going to say this prayer, but I don't really mean it. and It's not really going to do anything. And, you know, having that whole disposition that um, God is not powerful and God is not active and God, God's name, um, you know, God, God's name does have um, eternal power. And by invoking his name, by calling on God, um, there is response and there is effect and there is um, the, the presence. And because of that, it's so holy that we tremble. You know, at the thought of taking his name, that it's just by calling God, that uh, God does manifest himself in our lives. Wasn't it true in the Old Testament that the Jewish people wouldn't even say his name? They yeah. Say so they, Yahweh or. Yeah. So they would intentionally say Adonai. You know, they would take just, just the, the, the consonants and, and just say Adonai. You know, they wouldn't even pronounce the holy and sacred name of God. And you may have noticed in your churches, too, a couple of years back, we all, out of reverence for God's name and reverence for our Jewish ancestors, were, you know, our, our Jewish brothers and sisters, we um, also don't use that anymore. You know, so some of the songs, the names for God have been changed so that we keep that reverence and don't actually speak the name. And as one of my scripture teachers always did, whenever, you know, somebody said that, he would just write YHWH on the board and he would say Adonai. You know, so we we would uh, have such a reverence for it that we wouldn't even take it. And I think that's something that we've kind of lost in this culture, the, the dignity of a name, you know, what it means to be named. You know, so if you think about some of the names that people name their kids nowadays, it's a little, it's a, the dignity is not always there. Sometimes it's not, it's not often there. Um, but to tell someone your name is a sign of trust, you know, so God has entrusted us with his name. You know that we can actually speak to him by name, and uh, what a what a wonderful thing that is, and, and it should bring a, a great sense of awe and reverence to us to know that God has revealed His holy name to us. You know, so just like I can call you Tim, and you know, you know me as Father Michael or Michael, God can be called by name as well now. 
And again, that's because he wants to have that relationship with us. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be this this personal, wonderful relationship, you know. And knowing that, knowing who God is and and who we are, with that comes a, an implicit reverence, you know, that we just have. Like I can't believe you'd actually tell me your name, God. You know, I, I can I can call you by name. And so the Ucat says that one must not pronounce the name of God irreverently, for we know Him only because He has entrusted Himself to us. So it's it's sacred and it's holy, and there, and there there ought to be a, a reverence that we hold for God's name. One of the societies in in most of uh, not all Catholic churches, but most is the Holy Name Society. Yeah. And again, it was mostly men because. Uh, I, I can say I was guilty of this at one time in my life of saying God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a long time, what can I do for my friends who still use God's name in vain? So I came up with some creative ways to do it <laughs> in a way without punching them in the face uh-huh. and saying, don't you know you're offending God? It can be on the golf course while we're playing cards or whatever. And when they say the name of Jesus Christ, first I'll say, no, I'm not Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I do. To, and I think part of being able to correct a sin is being aware of the fact that you're sinning to begin with. Right, yeah. So, again, trying to help them make make them aware that, you know, they're saying the Lord's name, not my my name. And, you know, with with all gentleness, you know, for our listeners, do you find yourself using the name? Did you, well, first of all, did you even know that it was a sin, you know, and a, a pretty serious sin to use God's name in vain? And if you didn't, you know, that's okay. You, you know now. So maybe you find yourself habitually doing that. You know, maybe you say it all the time and um, it's something you're working on. Allow God to be, uh, allow there to be um, a sense of reverencing. Because the more we do reverence his name, the less likely we're going to begin to use it irreverently. And what I also say to people too is every opportunity or, or, you know, every time like that can become an opportunity for prayer. So if you find yourself upset, say you're working on a car and you can't get the, you know, you can't get two parts to go together and you realize you say you, you curse and you use God's name in vain, well, turn it into a prayer right then and there. Say, God, can you help me with this? Please help me. Yeah, God, help me. And, and what that does is it not only reverences God's name and, and put it back in, in, in the right disposition, but it's also turning that moment into a prayer and, and it's really inviting God into that situation and it's, it's allowing God to be re- to be real and not vain you know it's not without hope when you when you call God's name that the God actually does care about you and he does care about the situation you're in and when you invoke his name he's going to help you through it that's a great way of turning it around from a sin to into a prayer a virtue, yeah uh, a couple other things that I did father that you may find interesting and creative is when I had some friends that said the name of Jesus Christ I'd say, he loves you more than you can imagine. And then they'd say it again. And then I'd say, he died on the cross for your sins. So I would keep bringing up Mm -hmm. things. He's the the second person of the Holy Trinity. So I'd I'd, I'd share doctrinal issues. And I was always waiting for somebody to say, why are you bringing that stuff up? And I, and I would... I, I would come back with, well, you brought him up, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was one way. I have another uh, close friend who says Jesus' name in vain all the time, out of habit. Uh-huh. Right, right. So as a New Year's resolution, I says, let's, let's have a New Year's resolution. Every time we say the Lord's name in vain, we have to give the other person a quarter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that really hit a nerve, and that really upset him. And he says, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> that, that was his thing. Right, yeah. And the other thing he said to me, he says, thou shalt not judge. 
So he thought I was judging him, right, which I wasn't. Right, yeah. But again, he's a friend. I care about him. He probably doesn't even realize he's doing it because he's probably done it most of his adult life. And he does it out of habit without even thinking or knowing what he's doing. Yeah, and sometimes, obviously, we do get caught in habits. But, but know that habits can be broken. That's what virtue is. Virtues are, are, are habits that, that lead us to virtue. And the more that we practice those virtues, um, the, the more they become us. So you can overcome habits in your life, bad habits. You know? So if you do have that, that sinful tendency to use God's name in vain, know that you can overcome it, and you can actually allow his name to be once more reverenced. Well, I like your idea of turning that moment of anger yeah, or yeah. or cursing or swearing into a prayer yeah, and, and saying, Lord, help me. It is, because then you're inviting him right into the situation, and then his, his name that you've just used becomes sacred once more, and it becomes the opposite of vain. It becomes actually effective and, and purposeful. That's a, that's a great idea, Father. I never heard that, and I'm glad we shared it with our listeners. Uh, question 360 of the UCAT asks, what is the meaning of the sign of the cross? So the UCAT says, through the sign of the cross, we place ourselves under the protection of the triune God. You know, so that's amazing. When we invoke that sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we place ourselves under the protection of God, under the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, and so maybe you don't even know. Maybe you're listening now and don't know what Catholics are doing when they, you know, do that weird thing over themselves. But what, what we're doing, you know, is you start from your forehead and you say, in the name of the Father... You know, and so you're consciously invoking that you, when you make that gesture, you're uh, placing yourself under the Father's love. You know, and as you go down uh, below your chest to the Son, you know, you're remembering that you are in the care and the protection of Jesus. And then as you cross yourself from left to right with the Holy Spirit, once more you're invoking then the, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there's something about us, you know, and this is ritual, that when we actually not only say but do something with our bodies, it becomes real, you know. So if you're having a hard time connecting with God or you feel like you're distant from God, make the sign of the cross. You know, if you feel like you go through your whole day and you've never once thought of God or you go from one thing to the next, just stop in between whatever you're doing, take a moment and make the sign of the cross and say to yourself, maybe even out loud, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, because then you are placing yourself in Christ. You know, you're signing yourself as being one of God's. Mm-hmm. And it's also very uh, biblical because when Jesus gave the Great Commission to his apostles in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter twenty-eight, twenty, he said, Go to all nations, teaching all that I have taught you, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we're also renewing our baptismal promises yeah. and our baptismal vows as well as doing or being obedient. Jesus told us, to do it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that and that was our that's our original identity of being baptized into this. We're baptized into this church, into this triune God of Father, Son, and Spirit. And so what we're doing is we're blessing ourselves. You know, so when you come into church and you dip your finger into the holy water, you then bless yourself and you make the sign of the cross. And a blessing comes from from the Latin word which is benedicere, which means um bene is um good. And dessert comes from like the word dictionary, diction, which means to speak. So bene dessert is to speak good of. So when you're blessing yourself and making the sign of the cross, you're speaking good of yourself. You're saying, I, I'm good. You know, I'm loved by God. I am in the mystery of this, this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, so if you're ever feeling bad about yourself or ever feeling worthless or down, make the sign of the cross and realize that you, you are blessed. 
You are a child of God, and you are one with God in this trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, and again, when we do the sign of the cross, because we're renewing our baptismal vows, our baptism brings us into the family of God as children of God. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's this idea of the church is the body of Christ. We the are the body, body, we are the community, and we are we are Christ within this body. And, and so we're we're invoking that, we're remembering, you know, when we make that sign of the cross, who, who we are, who we truly are. You know, we are we are God's beloved in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And again, as Catholics, I, I know when I was brought up, my dad always taught us to always say grace before every meal. Yeah. So again, it's it's this thing that St. Paul says is to pray always, pray without ceasing. So again, if I'm like most people, I eat at least three times a day. Yeah, and that's a wonderful time to do that. And, and again, just think about that, um, not taking the names Lord, Lord in vain. So even when you make the sign of the cross, don't do it in vain. You know, sometimes there are times, you know, the Father and the Holy Spirit, you know, where you do it without even thinking. That's doing it in vain. Actually sure. realize what you're doing when you're, when you're making the sign of the cross. You are blessing yourself. You are reminding yourself that you are beloved by God and that you are one with him and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And by praying, we need to pray with hearts filled to overflowing with holy and divine yeah, love yeah. so that our prayers aren't in vain. We've been listening to Father Michael Dank. Father, what's your blog spot so we can... FatherMichaelDank.blogspot.com. So I'd love to have you stop by there. I have all kinds of good homilies and resources as well. Great. And uh, this has been Tim Perry, your host on Faith with Father for Living Bread Radio, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.